What's going on with dance and stuff? What's happening with dance and things? What's going on? What's happening? What's going on with dance and stuff? Wow, I'm so tired, but let's shift immediately to you. And Weaving <laughs> Harriet presents two times one week. Um, how are you feeling? I feel um, this morning I woke up and I thought, I thought about this episode of Inside the Actor's Studio I saw years ago when James Lipton was first starting out mm-hmm. and he interviewed Faye Dunaway. I was, so I was literally, th- when you said Actor's Studio, I was hoping it was Faye Dunaway and I hope it was when she stayed in bed for three months. Exactly. Yes, I so knew it. So that episode I was really profound for me because I, me I kind of like knew her only from Mommy Dearest. I mean, So yeah. then kind of getting the scoop on Mommy Dearest, I thought she's a real actress. Like that, that would like oh, yeah. lay her down oh, yeah. for months after. I was like, I get it. I had to call Frank Sinatra to get help with my voice after the wire hangers scene. <laughs> you know, literally, literally that's one of the things. I love when he brings that mommy dear, she goes, you mean my kabuki performance? Exactly. And in that moment, yeah. when she told that story, I didn't think like, you're a joke or that's ridiculous mm-hmm. or get a, you know, get a hold of yourself. <laughs> I actually was like, yes. Yeah. Whereas now I'm a little bit like, I'm so sure, get a yeah, hold of yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... Uh, This morning I woke up and I was like, maybe this is my Faye Dunaway moment. Maybe (laughs) I'm going to stay in bed for a while. For three months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For three months. But getting out of bed is good and important. And then you eat a peanut butter toast and you get on the train and you're like, I'm going to be okay. Did you have coffee this morning? Yeah, I had a, yeah, little, yeah. I took an organic Trader Joe's coffee concentrate, mixed it with some water and milk. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and, And you did it. I took my baby aspirin. I did all the things I'm supposed to do. How exciting. What a week. I was thinking before you came over of the Guggenheim show and then just, you know, not even like three days later, Mm. there you are Mm. at State Theater with two premieres. Mm -hmm. Uh, How did they go last night? I think it all went really well. Justin's piece is so beautiful and easy and seven minutes and the lights and the costumes look magic fun in a way that was unexpected Mm. where like all of us sort of just came together in the moment and it just sort of worked i really i want to be like all of us got together you know right before the show last night and uh, kind of Harriet and I stitched together this stuff. And <laughs> Sarah and Russell improved, and Justin yeah. said, "Good enough," and it all went out there. No, and you know we'd all been hearing the music. It's the score by Mark Danziger's that for years with just piano because that's what it. And then he orchestrated it. So two days ago we heard it with the orchestra, and I was mm. like, Ugh. it feels like a very sophisticated companion piece to like a 1980s soap opera. Oh, the whole oh, thing, the soap opera. like. You know, I love the opening You're gonna theme song love. from Dynasty So Beyond. It's dun, not, dun, dun, it's dun, not like dun, that. Dun, dun. <laughs> it's very like West Coast. Oh. Yeah. Think like Sunset Beach. Okay. Like yeah. uh, like I'm just gonna be kicking the sand while I walk on Santa Monica having a vegan pizza. Yes. Oh, okay. But or like a melon spritzer. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's very melon. The mm. whole thing is absolute melon. <laughs> Serving fierce melon. It is flavor. a fierce honeydew cantaloupe, papaya, yes. what have you. Oh, it's delish. very pretty. Delicious. Getting right in there for summer. So then 
Pam's piece is a is is excellent and it's difficult for the brain. Great. Which is good, which is needed for the City Valley audience. And even I, sort of two thirds of the way through watching it, was like, Whoa, ouch. Oh, I'm so excited. Ouch. I love things like that. And I hear there's some Hungarian folk. A touch. Uh-huh. That there's it happens twice. And the second time it happens is really like it's like um a nursery rhyme nightmare. I'm so excited. Yay. It, but for Harriet and I, though, there was some amount of disappointment because it doesn't look as magical as how the fabrications looked close up. And But it's okay. It's okay. The silhouettes are very good, and it's okay. Because of how it was, they were made? No. Or? It's okay. just like the way it's lit and I the see. way... Yeah, it, it didn't... Visually, I... I would try something else, to be honest. You mean with the costumes? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, I love the costumes, yeah. but looking at the whole dance now, I'm like, could be something else. Huh. Yeah. Well, maybe you'll get that opportunity. Probably not. <laughs> and did you guys then take two bows? Mm-hmm. <gasps> really quick. Did ones. you do costume changes? No. Oh, you should have had... Like three outfits for the evening. One to wear to the affair and then one for each of the pieces. No. I saw Pam did barefoot bow. Loved that. Always. 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 That's her thing. Mm -hmm. Oh. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's her thing. I'm scanning back. I mean, obviously she was barefoot because she was in four quartets. And I'm (laughs) thinking about um, the... Well, Goldberg, you were at the dress rehearsal, right? Yeah. So she bowed. Okay. Oh, I see. All right. But anyway, and then I don't. Did she bow at the piece of the Joyce? I don't remember. I don't recall. I don't recall it. Anyhow, so okay. So that happened, and then we went to the dinner, and Taylor Black was like a dream of a dinner companion. Mm-hmm. You can talk to anyone forever. I sat next to. I sat. My table was Justin, Patricia, and then some people I don't know over there across mm-hmm. the way. Mm-hmm. And then to my right was a Valentino brand ambassador named Carlo, who oh. was wild. <laughs> Amazing. And were you like, I do, I do fashion. I mean, <laughs> I almost try to avoid the topic with people like that. I'm like, oh, okay. But he was really fun. Oh. And he was like, I, I go to Brazil and do ayahuasca with my son. Have you ever done, you know, like that kind of I thing. I would have been like, sign me up. You would have, I'll go with you. You would have had son. an incredible time with him. Oh, fun! Yeah, you guys are on the same level of fantasy. Cool. Yeah, and um, then to Taylor's left was a girl named Lila who works for Vogue.com, mm. and she was wearing Valentino, and because he Carlo dresses her for stuff, and mm. she looked amazing, and so good. That was our table, and then I wandered around from time to time back to the Pam Tanowitz table to see all the Pam kids: Victor, Lindsay, Jason. Uh, Miley, uh, all the peoples came. So fun. It was so lovely. They had like Wendy and John really spoke highly of Pam and Justin. It was really nice. I love they that. Had a, they had a toast and uh, it was fine. It was just like all of the galas. The food was plated. You know, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> The food was plated. I do have to say the salad course, delicious. Asparagus mm-hmm. and other blossoms and some kind of cheeses. And then the dessert, really, I thought, great. There's so many weird textures going on, like oh. foamy, crispy, creamy. Oh. Yeah, fruity. 
really good. Nice. <laughs> it even had pineapple in it, which I'm allergic to, but I ate it because it had been cooked. <laughs> and were, did your throat no reaction? No reaction. You didn't have an EpiPen to jab into your well, thigh? I'm not like the act. You know, I don't have like, you know. I finished watching that. Is it over? I finished it. Yeah. I got to the part where they've killed her. Mm-mm. And then they're like on the road. Mm-hmm. So I haven't gone beyond that. Enjoy. Okay. I mean, another favorite actress shows up in this series. Ooh. I was just so... Parker and I already talked oh, about it. So Patricia Arquette's mom? Come. No. Um, oh, our guest is here. Do you want me to tell you who it is? Yeah. Juliet Lewis. All right, ladies and gentlemen, another... We will be back with Mickey Orihara. Hey, everybody. So before we get to Mickey, something monumental just happened. You're going to be confused. This is like Back to the Future. Back to the Future 2, where we're going forward, we're going backwards. People are leaving things in the past. But we've moved into the future, and we've seen Pam Tanowitz's piece I've seen it a number of times. Jack saw it, and we needed to talk about it. We, I, I, it's you know, it's after eleven, and I dragged Reed into a Citibank, and we're sitting on top of um, where you sign your checks before you deposit yes. them because so, we need to talk about this. Before we get into our interview with our amazing guest Mickey, you have to hear about this. Yeah. Unfortunately, or unfortunately, depending how you feel about dance commentary, I would say fortunately, <laughs> I need to talk about Pam's piece. Okay. This wasn't my decision. I, this was not your. This is this. I, I I'm dragging you. I've lived yeah. with this piece for many actually years now because I saw it when it was workshopped at ABT. It's genius. <laughs> it is. Jack makes a proclamation today. It is. It was. I wish I could see it another four times. You like, could. And I can't unless I could come tomorrow and see it Oh, it's again. happening tomorrow? I don't know. But then I leave, I go to Bard, and, and then I'm, I can't imagine it's up by May 21st. You know what? It'll come back. It is. Also, your costumes, brilliant. Thank you. They're so good, Reed. Yeah, Harry and I were very excited about them, and then a little less so when it went on stage. But they're growing on me, weirdly, the more I see it. It's The costumes are are genius. The the way that that it starts, also how it references the building. Mm-hmm. I mean, in terms of what do we do now at this building? Mm-hmm. How do how do we even talk about ballet, about partnering women, uh, any kind of gender fluidity in this space? Pam nailed it. Well, Pam is always contextualizing and mirroring whatever situation she's in and making commentary on it. So this this is her opportunity to make commentary on what the history of this institution is and where this institution is geographically in that building. And so, you know, that you see that through the whole dance. It was... I... Uh, my mouth was open through a lot of it. I haven't felt this way in that space since you said, you have to come up up here. And I said, why? And he said, because it's Stravinsky Violin Concerto <laughs> and you've got to see it. And I haven't felt that feeling since hmm. until this. Well, I'm glad. It was the way it referenced, I mean, for me, I could be wrong, but I, it's, there were things uh, that I felt of Stravinsky, Violin Concerto, Symphony in Three. Um, four Temperaments. Four Temperaments, for sure. And then, of course, Cunningham. Mm-hmm. And then Pam's own oeuvre. 
Oh. And her way of working, how she knit all of that material together in this way that was so incredibly complex and had mystery. It's her ability to sustain mystery through a work is profound. And how that worked in terms of the costumes of their shift into the gold leotards, incredible. I hope for this piece that people come to see it more because it needs, it's, it is a challenging piece. And at first yes. viewing, the music is very challenging. It, there's a lot to look at. There's no way to take it all in. And I think as this piece is performed and seen more, it will be more and more liked. I think it's not an easy piece to like. I was I you love it. I loved it. Obsessed. Loved it immediately. I also was watching it as if I was trying to catch all of the dancers with a big net. So I kept I mean I Mosquito, just they're like moths. Mosquitoes. I really was was watching in my widest lens possible. I said to Jeremy after tonight was the first time watching it where I was like, This is like the movie Under the Skin and Jeremy was like, Jagree. Oh, completely. I mean it had and indeed, Bartok is is not easy. Love, love Bartok. Mm-hmm. Uh, complex historical references while being contemporary. Pam, I mean, talk about historical references while being completely contemporary. And that was the thing too of the Hungarian folk dance and where that reminded me of Stravinsky Violin Concerto with the with the Russian folk dance. Yeah, well, the reprise of the folk dance at the end is a real gagger. Jeremy was audible. It makes me hysterical whenever it happens. With the, like, really spooky, like, nursery rhyme sound. Oh, my God. And then the other violins are like, Who's the first dancer who comes out in the gold Leo who then goes around the side? Miriam Miller. She is better work. She really better work. Indiana. Incredible. Incredible. Devin. Never have I seen Devin in a work where I was so uh, up here, where I was like, this is so correct for you. I have to say these dancers showed up in a way that surprised me. I was like, oh, you guys, you get it. And also like, you are so committed. Got it. Yeah. And I, and I feel that it's, it's such an intelligent work. It is, and I feel that they must know that, having, doing all of these other pieces that some of which, some of Balanchine's works, which are incredibly intelligent and some aren't. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm sure that they have a sense and drive to want to be in those. But I, I mean, in, Balanchine, I think, intentionally made easy work sometimes. Sure, sure, yeah, of yeah, course. Yeah. Well, I mean... It wasn't, like, accidental that he was like, this is going to be silly. Right. No, or, like, no, this course, is just going to be fluffy and pretty. Right, this will just be some entertainment. Right. Um, but I think there there is a, a desire and drive to be in those pieces that are going to require a, a more complex mm. performance. From I actually you. don't think Pam can do that. I think Pam is absolutely... Oh, you mean make an easy fluff piece? Yeah. She's uncompromising in her process in a way that makes her unable to just like deliver an entertaining product for that purpose well that was clear tonight (laughs) I mean when I was thinking that this piece was shown at the gala I thought (laughs) it's intense wow 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 and the way the gala was ordered 
was that it opened with Bright, which is like seven or nine minutes or something. And it's very pleasing to look at. Very, It goes in so easily. It's very digestible. Right. And then to move into Pam's piece was wild and challenging. Oh, so it went from Bright into Pam's piece. Like a pause and then Pam's piece. mm -hmm. Incredible. Just one after the other. Incredible. I can't... I mean, whereas I saw it in the reverse. Yes. And with a lot, with a break. You saw you had an intermission between the two. Yeah, and I, I was left actually wanting to have just sat with Pam's mm-hmm. piece. Because then after it, everything felt incredibly light in that way. Yes. Um, because it's, it's just a very different way of watching. Yeah, and Western Symphony is like jokes. Yeah. 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 But with fun dancing. Yeah. Bright is very pleasing. It's very pleasing partnering. I fully agree with you in terms of um, Sarah and Russell's partnership. Oh. Lovely to watch. Loved. Um, and it's, and you're able to take it all in. Mm-hmm. Uh, then again, it's only three couples. Yeah, it's three couples right. for seven minutes. It's right. not like right. 11 dancers doing, having no symmetry for 30 minutes. <laughs> Where you're like, What? even is happening which is interesting and I and that's so much of what I want from from art is is a real interrogation of what is happening right that's more my experience of life of not knowing what's going to happen of there being these things that come together or don't come together and this was really I I feel that this is a piece that will be looked back at as a real genius well, it will at least be looked at as a milestone in terms of, like, um, what the audience at New York City Ballet is willing to accept. Well, and I wonder if, they're, if they are willing to accept it. They are. They are. I feel that right away. Like, I feel like it's, it's watched with a great deal of care. People are quiet. Mm-hmm. And then they clap at the end in a way that feels enthusiastic and doesn't yeah. just feel like, uh. Yeah. And then also... You know, people who have um, a lot of history and knowledge uh, are really considering it. You know, yeah. like Misha loved it. And Wendy and John feel that it's important because it is new and challenging and the company needs it. Yeah. Jack is speechless. I, I <laughs> cried in it. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> the only other time I've cried at New York City Ballet was... Uh, I literally saw it the other day during and, the rodeo. And uh, uh, Serenade. Mm. Uh, I, and I, Agon. And <laughs> no, no. But I, I think I cried a little bit when Jeremy cried during Snow. In oh, Nutcracker. Nutcracker. Yeah, it really, tu- it really, really touched really sensational. Him. Yeah, yeah. It is touching. Um, I'm just so happy for Pam. I am really, uh, and, and indeed, what a great example of sticking to your guns. Perseverance from serving coffee to doing this. Well, and also coming here and then, and, and sticking to, sticking to her truth in this context. Absolutely. Uncompromising. Good. Yeah. As it should be. More of this, please. Pam, you're our working girl. <laughs> and uh, and we love you. And ladies and other, if you can see uh, 
this new piece. Bartok Ballet. Get thee to it. Get to thee. We loves you. Anything else? Pam and everyone. And now, here's Mickey Orihara back in the past in our apartment. In your present. <laughs> I don't think you will either, but I, I, I myself am a, I'm a big Scorpio rising, so I'm good with a secret. Actually, I so. think I am too because I'm I'm a Sagittarian. Me too. But there was something Scorpio in it. When's I, your birthday? December first, seventeen. <gasps> December, but you're December first. That's the number one. So it's also in numerology, you're a one, meaning lead. You need to lead. Really? That's, yeah, that's what if you're on the first, that's what you're supposed to get. You're seventeen, which means an eight. Not great. No. It's it's far away. The middle. Great. So no, it's right towards the end because it only goes one through nine. Oh, I'm an eight. Yeah. You're an eight. I don't know what that means. I only know what one means, which means... Are you a one? I'm a one. <laughs> which one? February. It's February one. Oh, that's nice. Aquarius, but Scorpio rising. You might be a Scorpio rising, too. Yeah, I think I, I think am. Because so. I remember seeing the Scorpio thing and I was like, oh, okay. And that's also there. I don't you feel... How long have you lived in New York now? This is my 40th year. 40 yet. Wait a minute. Yes. Wait a minute. I'm 58. Is that since the 70s? 79 I came. For what? Why? Um, I got my uh, student visa to go to jo- Joffrey Ballet School. Uh-huh. And how long did you stay at Joffrey Ballet School? <laughs> Good question. <laughs> well, um, officially I did maybe three years, maybe four. Oh. But um, I went Joffrey Ballet School in 79 to... 81, maybe, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I went to 80 school, 1980. And that was the year I got my full scholarship. Yeah. And that's when I encountered ground technique. I was like, what is this technique? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then how long after the, until you were... At the ground? Well, 87 uh, is when you joined the company, company right? Yeah. yeah. But I joined the ensemble. Now it's called Gram 2. Right. I joined right. that 84. I went to the school 81. I actually went there during 80 when I was at the 80 school. But people are so nasty at the school. <laughs> at the 80 school? No, Graham school. Oh, at the Graham school. Yeah, it yes. was very strange because yes. I was at the 80 school. I wanted to see what, what is the Graham school look like. Yeah. Or because Pearl Lang, I was taking Pearl Lang class and she was teaching there. So I said, okay, I'm going to go watch her class so I went there and I, I saw Para so Para said can I watch your class and she, she looked at me and said no you're gonna go change and you take my class and I'm like <laughs> okay so very naive right so I went change and I came back and take class and everybody's like who is this because that was a level four <gasps> it's the highest you walked level. into a level four class on your first day at Graham yeah so oh. they looked at me like Mm. But so you'd I, had Graham at school a little bit. At the bit. 80s school. Yes. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Almost, almost a year. That okay. So, but, you know, I didn't know anything when I started. But level four is basically, like, you're doing phrase work at that point yeah. in that class. And you're, it's, it's full-out backfalls. It's really... It's but, the most extreme parts of the technique. Yeah. But, the, you know, the Pearl Lang was taking class with us. Oh. He was, she was teaching class, but... Right. 
she's in front she's doing everything right so demonstrating yeah I didn't know anything so I just I was just like a monkey I was just looking at it doing it <laughs> but you know that point I, I knew a little bit so I could take that class so I took her class and then everybody was so kind of like this and then across the floor was worse because I got stepped on I got elbowed and I'm like yeah. what is this score this is terrible and that point I'm like I'm not coming here mm. And that was almost the end of the 1980. And then uh, 81, I don't have a, a scholarship at the 80. So I, I said, you know what? I think I'm going to stay for six more months to watch everything, like Broadway, any kind of shows. Because when I was at 80, I was so tired. I took five classes a day. Mm, five dance classes. Yeah, Joffrey Ballet School. I took three or four 80 school classes. And I went to take another ballet class. Nadine Rivin was teaching, so I wanted to take her class, so I went to take class. Wow. So it was like a five class, but not knowing anything, five class wasn't that bad. Okay. <laughs> and, and I also was you were, young. And you were very was young. Something to do. And you were very yes. young with, with that energy of Yes, and of I youth. ate like two slices of pizza every morning. Oh. After Geoffrey Bat, well, my breakfast was Sarari. Frozen chocolate cake. Sara Lee frozen chocolate. <laughs> Delicious. It's that, frozen. I probably yeah. eat like half of it before ballet class. And after ballet class, two slices of pizza. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I went to Eddy school, take four classes, three classes. And I went to ballet class. I went go home. And I have some dinner and one pint of Hagen Dazs ice cream every day. Wow! <laughs> this was terrible. Mickey, yeah. that is. I was. I don't believe you. I don't yeah, believe I, you I, either. I was, yeah, I was like this. What was a high fat, high sugar diet? It well, was. because you know you had to take so much class and it's, so many hours. It's and, all cardio. I mean, you're yeah. just—it's really—it's a real carb up and mm -hmm. yeah, and build a foundation. So right. what? How did you end up going back to oh, the grad so, school after yeah, there's so So nasty. you know, I, I spent six months watching, you know, going to the Broadway shows and any kind of shows that I can go to. And then June, the end of June, I was going to go home to Japan. Because my, you know, I called my parents and I'm coming home. How old were you? Nine, 20 maybe. 20. 20. I think it was 20, yes. Yeah. Somebody told me there is a workshop at the Kazuko studio downtown mm -hmm. in the Broom Street. Mm -hmm. And this workshop is by Peter Spalling and Peggy Lyman. Mm -hmm. So I said, okay, I'll, maybe I'll take this workshop, then I go home to Japan. So I, I, said, I signed up, there was an audition. I'm like, audition to go into the workshop. I'm like, okay, they only take 15 people. So I went, and um, Peggy said, where did you study? I was like, at AV school. And, and she goes, okay. And then uh, I took the audition, and they took me in these 15 people. I was like, okay, that's great. So that, after the audition, the end of the audition was the, um, of course, we had a showing, because Peter was making some movement, and Peggy was teaching technique. Uh, we did a little showing, and they go, tomorrow there is a gram company audition and scholarship audition. Mm -hmm. You all are going. <gasps> and I'm like, audition for the company? Okay, well, we are all going. Okay, well, the gram school that I don't like, but it's okay. I, <laughs> if, if these people, now I got to know them. Yeah, and Peter, yeah, so sweet. Very nice. Yeah. So I said, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll go to the audition. Yeah. So next day I went to the audition. That sixteen, that sixty third Street. Yeah. I went to the audition, and um, in the in the ground floor studio. Yeah. Yeah. 
beautiful studio. Yeah. But so I go in. There's a receptionist, and he was very, um, very interesting guy. <laughs> and he looked at me like, "You're not American," and I'm like, "No. Well, you don't have a green card." Uh, no, I didn't know what was a green card means. I was like, no. He's like, well, you cannot take this audition. So I'm like, oh, okay. So I was taking my luggage, you know. He's <laughs> like, okay, well, I cannot take this audition, so it's okay. I, I leave. And Peggy come down from the second floor. She's like, what are you doing? I'm like, uh, I just told that I'm not able to take this audition. And she goes, oh no, no, it's okay. You're okay. She's okay. Go change. <laughs> So I said, oh. It's always go change your clothes. It's, and it's always get in there. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. a real... Like, uh, okay, so I went to change and I took this audition. and It was fun because now I know much more, you know. Who led it? Do you remember? I don't remember, but Peggy was there. Yeah. And that was for the company and scholarship audition together, all together. Mm-hmm. It was really strange. So I took this audition and they came back and said, I don't remember who came back and she said... You know, we really like you, but um, of course you're not American. We cannot take you for scholarship. You know, I don't even think of the company. But but if you want to come to school, we'd love to have you. And I'm like, okay, thank you very much. So I went home and was like, what does that mean? I, you know, I'm, we would like to have you. Maybe if I come here, maybe I can stay here a little bit to study a little bit longer. Because now that point, I really like the technique. Yeah. Um, I love technique. I mean, I like the Martha's works too, but I love the technique first. So I wanted to, I was like, maybe I should. So I called my mother, collectible. Uh, <laughs> I think I'm going to stay a little bit longer. And she goes, okay, you need to talk to your father. I'm like, okay. So I said to my father, my, I think I'd like to stay a little bit longer. He goes, you're not coming back. I said, well, I'd like to stay a little longer and I'll come back after. And she goes, Okay, what did your mother say? She said, okay. He goes, okay. Wow. So I stayed. They knew you would never come back. I don't... Well, I think my father was really hoping I would come back after that. But I didn't, so I stayed. And then you started at the school. School. And then that year, 81, um, at the 80 school, my teachers are Dennis Jefferson. Yeah. Penny Frank, Pat Thomas, um, Pearl Lang. You know, Mary Hinkson used to come in to teach special class or Bertram Ross. Mm-hmm. So it was nice. And um, um, so now I, I know everything, kind of. And how did it feel? And did the school feel changed for you than when after, you were in the school? You know, after I started the school, after that And they didn't audition, make you start at level one. Oh, no, no. No, they were like, you'll just come and take... I start. I think I was taking three and four. Yeah. Because I had. I think that point I had good. Right. Because Peggy was teaching that workshop, so she said, oh, "You need to take my class." I'm like, "Okay." Then that year, at the eighty school, all of them said to me, "Well, my nickname was Graham Cracker." <laughs> at the eighty school, my generation, everybody was calling me Graham Cracker, and I didn't know what was Graham Cracker. She was the Graham girl. And like, what is graham cracker? <laughs> yeah, and somebody, yeah. you know, showing the yeah. graham. But anyway, so Pat Thomas, especially she and she and Dennis Jefferson said, you have to go to Graham School, and if you go to the Graham School, you have to take Yuriko's class. Yeah. So I said, okay, I don't know who Yuriko is. <laughs> so I, I didn't know who Martha was, but anyway, so I went there, and that year Yuriko had the um, 
two weeks workshop and I took in that point you know people started to become nicer nicer mm-hmm. not not nice but nicer mm-hmm. and I took Yuriko's class I think it was second day um, Yuriko goes are you Japanese with her accent and I said yes and she started to speak in Japanese to me because she wow. um, she spent like little less than 10 years in Japan 1930s uh, so she spoke to me in Japanese and then after that everybody changed yeah yeah they wanted to know what she's saying to me yeah. <laughs> so I was like what is this so they become like kind of nice you know I mean they're not gonna help you you know eat or anything but um, they, you know they're just like you know oh you can come over here and you know it's like Wow, you never said that. You know, people never said that before. Yeah. So that changed completely. And then was there, what, was Martha present in any of this? Was um, she, did she deal with the schooling at all? Yeah, she was there for audition. Um, for some classes, I think she came. Mm-hmm. Especially when Yuriko was teaching, she used to come in to watch. Mm. Yeah. I mean, she, she was present. At, I mean, she, there's photographs you can see of when she was coming into. I mean, she came into class like, pretty much up to the end, and would yeah. would come to see how the technique was being taught and and give feedback as well as the the mythologies that only Martha yeah. could give, where she would give you a sentence about you know you don't want to sweat because there's as much nuclear power in your sweat and one bead of sweat to blow up this building mm. i mean she it was things like that did you when you first joined the company did you coach with her and stuff were you well before that when well even like she comes to watch classes so she, sometimes she watch just inside the door the back door you know there's a mirror in the studio there's a two French door. Yeah. She just you just come in and just sit and watch. But sometimes she's watching from the front and she gives notes or she. What is she you. wearing at this point when she come in to watch? Well, at that point I think she was wearing a lot of holston. Okay, so she's wearing that long dress. tunic mm-hmm. and pants and Chinese shoes. You know, and that. is her hair and makeup done? No. Oh, okay. Her hair was always um, pulled back, and he she always had the black ribbon. I don't know. There's a, I think a lot of pictures. They have the ribbon in it, and she's yeah. all, she pretty much at that point was probably always wearing gloves too. Not yet. Oh, not yet. Her hands Mm-mm. were still out. Yeah. Yeah, but the arthritis was certainly kicking in. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. But you know, she, and then of course she's made up for a performance. Yes. For the bow. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. did you, did you kind of understand? who this person was were you scared of her or not so much well first time i saw her i mean i met her i mean i should say i saw her because i need i didn't meet her when she i mean she was at the audition but somebody said that's martha i was like oh okay she's old (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) she's old but you know i didn't know i mean she was probably um she wasn't even mid 80 maybe she was 85 or something oh very old yeah because that was 1980, she was born 1896. So oh. she was 84, 83. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, but she was still active and sharp in mind. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember one day we are in class, she pointed out, I was sitting all the way back. She goes, 
you over here, come over here. And I'm like, me? So I went in front of her and she's like fifth position. So I stand in fifth position, she'll touch my thigh, you'll have to use your muscle. With that hand, she she move, she goes like that. Use that muscle to turn out. I'm like, <laughs> like okay. Oh. <laughs> yeah, she do that something like that or um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she wanted you to spiral out of the thighs. Yeah. I mean. But the funniest thing was, I still remember this. I think I was already in the company, or maybe I was still in the ensemble. No, I think no, I think I was in the company because we started teach. And she called all the teachers, and one day she said, uh, you know, the pretzel exercise. I'm I'm sure you know that pretzel exercise. She said, I don't want to call it pretzel. And we are like, so what do we call it? And she didn't have the answer, so she's like, I don't want to call it pretzel. So we just said one leg up was, you know, we tried to figure out what to say. In about three days, we went back to pretzel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, then, uh, and then she kind of left it alone. And then the other time was, um, you know, the back fall. Yeah. You do the contraction and you start fall. Yeah. And this is your knee, this is your body. It's supposed to go this way. In one piece. Right. Mm-hmm. She wanted, so this is the knee. This is the knee, your body, contract. Deep and 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 deep until you hit the floor without knee coming up. Uh huh. So you really have to get very flexible. Well, deeper contraction but slight. Yeah. You don't see it much, but it's actually harder. Yeah. Not many people could do it. Yeah. So she has to give up. She said, "I want my fall knee to the floor," and we are like. Is this what we want? And she's like, no, 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 knee doesn't come up. Okay. So we have to get really, really deep. And, deep, deep, deep. Wow. and she's like, yeah, that's, that's the one I want. But only like two or three could do it. Yeah. I mean, so she, she has to keep up. Well, and did she say, all right, fine. Can, can you just, it, I, I can't picture Martha being like, all right, well, fine. Let's just let it go. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I do. I mean, she did have any, we, we know this from so many people. I mean, she did have a great sense of humor. Um, I think so too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She really, she was very witty and had a real, also kind of gallows sense of humor. She lived through so much that mm-hmm. so much of surviving it, yeah. I think she would need to have a sense of humor to get through it. What was your transition from school into company? How did mm-hmm. that school to the company? Well, well, ensemble, of course. Right. Well, school to the scholarship to the ensemble to the company. This I mean, forever. I did everything. Wow. Yeah every stage and even within the ensemble I did chorus um, soloist and principal I mean even right. the, the ground too just in, in ensemble has yeah. the same chorus f- structure mm-hmm. so I did everything and um, it wasn't that easy I mean it wasn't easy but it wasn't hard either because right. I was I was just enjoying what's happening because it's technique and even the ensemble rehearsal Martha would come in watch us and we are like, Martha's here today. Okay. So we have to work harder. And, <laughs> I mean, not, not really, but, you know. And, uh, and she'll give us notes or she'll coach us. And I remember doing a El Penitente. I mean, they just revived it with Marnie this year. But she came in and that was me and Yang Ha Yu. He mm. was a, he's a Korean dancer. Mm. And Asi, who is the Icelandic guy. So we are the trio. Very far away from Catholic idea of 
Mary. Who is Mary? Right, right. <laughs> so, well, and also the original, which was Merce, Martha, and, and uh, uh, Eric. Eric, yeah. Yeah. So we were doing, and we were just doing this dancing, you know, with Apple and everything. Mm-hmm. And I remember talking to him, I was like, you know, I, I'm Japanese, and I don't understand this uh, Christianity, or um, and this Mary, Virgin Mary, you know, seduction and all, you know different levels of Mary, and she goes, "You understand this as a woman." I'm like, "Okay, so that I don't need to be Christian to be able to do El Penitente, or I don't need to be American to do Appalachian Spring." So that was eye opener for me. Mm. I think she always had that, and then that the shift that happened with uh, Joseph Campbell's. Mm-hmm. discussions with her of I mean it was it was right when she was starting with deaths and entrances and when he began talking to her about the you know the the Bronte sisters and mythology yeah. and that just I mean she was already she'd already been accessing all of the sense of ancestry and that it's through the whole human existence I mean I love that she said that it's of course you understand you're a woman she had that sense of theater I think so too it was it's really it's beyond it is it's about where the ritual of theater mm-hmm. has marked everyone. Mm-hmm. No ma- and then how it varies, of course, depending on which mythology you choose. Mm-hmm. But whether it's the Bible or Greek tragedy, mm. she could access all of that. Yeah. And also Yuriko, being a director for the ensemble, and she's coming from a you know, theater background also, I mean, dancer. Her approach is so human. Mm. and so organic and so if you do something like she was like no I didn't see it and so you had to be really honest about what you do so that I learned a lot from Yuriko I mean Martha too but was Martha around for your like ascension in the company so by the time she was dying you were a principal doing no no I wasn't principal I was still in a chorus but we were working on a new piece mm. called um, Maple Leaf Rag. We just finished. Mm-hmm. Well, we were actually working on the Eyes Anna of Rain. Goddess. Oh, my God. And she got stuck. She couldn't go on. Because there was a... The Eyes of Goddess was a um, piece about facing a death. Mm-hmm. Of course, she's been that old. She couldn't move on. There was a couple different characters. And Terry with Ken and Camille had... She had a bow and arrow, and Mario had a sword. I mean, there was like five characters with different daga and mirror, <laughs> right. fan, you know, <laughs> right, one right, of those, right. those right, right, things. Yeah. <laughs> and then Pascal Ryu just had his Achilles tendon torn, so oh. he wasn't on tour. So he started out with Martha pulling a, um, what do you call that, big... Sled. No, no I'm just kidding. Um, uh, the thing that they put, like a... A wagon? It looks like a wagon... You know, when we go on a tour, cart. yeah, I think it's the cart, a dolly. There's a, no, there's a name to it, but it's like a, it, it's made up the wire, and they have this canvas bag. Uh huh, like a laundry cart. Yeah, but the big one. Yeah. For the company. Yeah, you know, yeah. I sure. think City Company. I mean, City Ballet has one, and everybody has one. You know, they put like a, all the uh, costume in it mm-hmm. and for shipping. Mm-hmm. So he started dragging back. He has a roller, and he had this cast and he had the one big wooden yeah so he was crossing the floor so that was the beginning of this piece Mm. but she was going through her death in her mind so there was a time there was a death figure and then he was a death 
death figure. But so we had so many things, and she couldn't move on. And we we went out to tour, and we come back, and still he's still pulling this thing, and we are like, you know, this is not going anywhere. And then we had this tour to Charleston Spoleto Festival, mm-hmm. and someone took her to um, one of those plantation house. And far in the uh, garden, there's a plantation garden. There's a juggling board, the big bench. Mm-hmm. Oh, like for maple leaf rag. Yeah. Yeah. So she saw that, and they, she goes, "What do you do with that?" And well, they just sit and bounce, bounce. so they can swing. So she was looking at, and she wanted it. So she bought, I think they bought like maybe two or three <sighs> juggling board and ship it back to New York. And we started work on that. So she left behind the other piece. Yeah. Moved on to Maple Leaf. Right? Yeah. Which is fun. Which is fine, but the interesting thing was she put time, she put death. I mean, I think we we did too, but it was like a parody of all her life in it. Ah, uh, inside of Maple Leaf. Inside right? Maple Leaf. Yeah. yeah. It was so interesting because each section is coming from this piece, that piece. Yeah. So we were involved, particularly like we were working on this. Tour, mm. and she was, you know, I'm like three girls coming in from this side. So we came in as a night journey or Clytemnestra right. in mm. Furies, or so we did many different things. We put it in, so that's how that piece came. And I, I think, and that's such a huge, and that is this thing with her sense of humor that I think. I mean, we, we of course, we know these stories where she was very severe, or I think, um, and could even be cruel. But there was the her sense of humor and her comedy. Mm. In that moment, also, it was so much that she had this ability to see a bigger vantage point. And I think by making fun or having this parody of of her life and work actually created, it was a more playful way for her to make. Mm-hmm. And so it so, makes yeah. sense that she would actually get stuck mm. because death is so finite. And she was so against anything being finite. Mm. Did you ever see her home, her apartment? No, I never been to. Oh. That's what I want to know about. Her home? Yeah. Well, it was pretty yeah. decked out. I mean, yeah, I mean, with the Chinese bed. Yes. I mean, I'm sure. <laughs> that was one of her actually, prized I, possessions. Actually, I'm, I'm wrong. I went there once. I remember I opened, I didn't go inside. I went to deliver something. <laughs> A prescription. <laughs> uh, it, it was something, I don't remember what, but I remember opened the door and I saw her room, but I never went inside, so I don't know what... She didn't invite you in. She was like, thanks, grab the package, no, close the door. Did she, she live with, nurse. like, assistants no, at the end? She had a nurse. Yeah. 24 hours, so they, like, a, one person coming, and they, like, maybe... Rotate. rotation. Yeah. Wow. And so you were in the company when she passed away, mm-hmm. and then what was it like in the wake of that? How did the company... Did the company have a plan? Mm, I... Don't think so. When she no, when she passed away, the company was on lay, layoff time period, and Yuriko was teaching primitive mysteries at workshop two weeks, and I was helping her. And the day she passed away it was really interesting. You probably know this. Three sections. The second section is called the crucifixion. This is primitive mysteries. Yeah, um, one and of my favorite. It, I mean, it's incredible. That's it's, one it was of my really favorites. the piece that put her. It was the piece that really put her on the map. Yeah, in this section was like, Mary is in crying position, and these two women are pointing at, you know, go there. That 
he's over there. So he, they are pointing and she's not looking at him. And all these women are going up on the um, you know, mountain of the, um, what is that place? Uh, I don't know. It's, it's, I don't remember in, either. It's supposed to be the is, is, uh, Israel. Yeah. Um, Jerusalem. Right. You know, the, you, you, the station so of the cross. A, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's almost like that. So you go zigzag to go up in the hill. Right. So all the women are in this position, it's really hard. Like your neck is like, uh, and you. <laughs> so it doesn't matter where you go, you have to look at that spot. Mm-hmm. So which over here? So we were teaching that section many couple of days, and we just finished that section. So you know, Mary just saw him. So we finished that section. Carol came in. Carol um, freed. She was the rehearsal director at that time. Mm-hmm. And she told us, there is a lot of a TV crew outside of the door because Martha just passed away. And we were just like, we just did this and she's gone. Yeah. So it was so, in a sense of spiritual yeah. experience, I was yeah. just like, wow, she just passed away and we finished this section. What is this? Yeah. So we, we are like, okay, we don't need to talk to anybody. So we just went out and left the building. And then uh, we called each other, and some of us found out on the radio or the TV, mm-hmm. because we don't have any telephone mm-hmm. tree to mm-hmm. call, and there's no cell phone that time. <laughs> we didn't have a computer that, I mean, not many people had a computer or cell phone, so mm-hmm. we, we just called the house, and some people were on the vacation, so some people found out, and we just called each other. And then I think... I don't remember how many days, but we just gathered at the Donning and Jackie's apartment at the Manhattan Plaza at that point, and we just talked about her and had a nice time. But we are still on layoff, so we didn't. It didn't really hit us yet, and then we went back to the work, and we felt like there's something missing. Yeah. But I don't think the company had a plan. Mm-hmm. Well, and. And in this way, it had all, it, at least for me, it felt that it had been, I mean, I also was curious of how, what Martha wanted from it, especially as it changed, it changed so much for her when she could no longer dance in the company. I mean, that was such a huge change. That was the first real big change. I think so. And I don't think she ever got over it. And so it was also, these works had been orchestrated around, around her being in them mm-hmm. and when that was when she was it was her board of directors who eventually said you know no more mm-hmm. you need to stop yeah. and that blow oh that must be hard it i i don't i mean <laughs> this is it's only from reading about it and having talked with people who were around her at that time that it just doesn't sound like she was ever able to get over that so the way the company was even left is uh with ron <laughs> i mean it was really how what how has this been set up to even go on whether that was conscious or subconscious mm-hmm. for her it wasn't set up in any ideal way mm-hmm. um what it's amazing that, that it survived 91 right well she died, she died in 91 but when she retired was much earlier she was early 70s i think right when she retired from dancing yeah but i think she was 70 maybe she might have even been older than 70 I think, yeah, actually. I but between yeah. 91 and then present day, it's been kind of like up and down in terms of like the company's stability mm-hmm. and even the company's existence, sort of. Was there a period of time where it was like, where's the Graham company? 
well, there was a court case. Mm-hmm. There was a two years of court case, and that was the time that the company stopped working. Yeah. Two years? Yeah. Yeah, it was almost two years. Wow. Which was um, yeah. with Therese and... Christine. Christine and Ron. Um, and what was the conflict? That is um, so difficult to yeah, answer. It's, it's, it's <laughs> I mean, many, Mickey and I, think, I both know the answer to that. And, many facts, I think. Yeah. Um, from my point of view, I think it was interesting that um, we didn't even doubt. There was no doubt that Ron, when Martha passed, Ron became artistic director. There was no question asked. It just happened. Right. So I was like, wow, he became an artistic director. And none of you really knew why. I mean, she didn't point anybody, and um, not like... uh, Did he decide, did he appoint himself? I think it just happened. (laughs) Okay. I mean, I think think there's sort of, there's some ways in which it happened. I mean, part of it, part of it is also, again, this goes to this the sort of question I've had of what did Martha want to leave? She was notorious for um, destroying many elements of her past and also of locking. I mean, even at New York Public Library, there's a lot that is on lockdown unless you are a part of the Grand really? Comp- Yeah. You don't, you, there isn't a full access uh, in that way. I don't know if that's changed though. I mean, there's, there's certain things that are, hmm. that you need permission to oh, view. Wow. And, but I mean, she was notorious for having burned all of her journals. Mm. And mm. so I think that uh, letters, I mean, there's things from her archive that were gone. So I've, I had questioned, what is it to set, to set someone mm. up as your, as the person who's going to uphold the thing who maybe mm. doesn't know you so well? Were those two years during the court case, two years you could have been dancing? Was this like during a good time for you and your own dancing? Yeah, that's the time I went to dance with Jackie uh-huh, Downing Company, Bangalusi uh-huh. Foreman, and some people went to, I think some dancers went to Bangalusi Spadik. You know, a lot of people just went out. In my generation dance, well, my generation was already gone, but some of them quit dancing mm-hmm. at that point. Yeah, that, and, was, that was their own choice. And at the reformation of the company, mm-hmm. you came back yeah. with the company. We actually started the school. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we kind of knew the court case is going to be end soon, but we don't know if we're going to win or not. Right. And so the end of it, we wanted to do one more performance. And that was a May 9 performance at the city center. Mm-hmm. Um, we do one more performance. We're not going to get paid, but we do one more performance and basta. So that's what I understood. I was like, okay, well, if we do one more performance, I'll do everything possible. I love to do everything possible. It doesn't matter chorus work or the soloist work. I like to do everything possible. And I think everybody felt that way. So all the soloists were in the Night Journey Chorus. Wow. wow. Yeah, Alessandro was leading. I mean, there was some other stuff happening, but Alessandro was leading the Night, uh, night Journey Chorus. And I was in, Elizabeth was in, um, Erica. So, my, you know, that group was all in it. And it was quite strong. We were like, ah. I mean, the, I will say the Night Journey Chorus is... Oh, that's my nice. favorite. It's ma- it's, it's a, it is many people's favorite, I feel like. That's Lisa's favorite. Lisa Thorell's is, is also the Night Journey Chorus. Yeah. Um, that was my first... That was my grand teacher when I was 13. 
And yeah. Lisa was in the year of Panorama and mm-hmm. Errand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she said that when they would come off from Panorama, Therese, or no, Therese would begin with Errand into the maze, and then she'd come off right before Panorama and go, well, I warmed it up for you. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, I remember that one. Yeah. And so when was your last Graham performance with the company? Um, 2015, I did Mary in Printed Mystery. And that was yeah, it? That was it. At City Center? or No, that was at the Joyce Theater. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And you made you were like this is this is going to be it, and then I'm just going to go on teaching and. Mm, well, I started my solo concert series yes. in like 2014, mm-hmm. so I kind of like started my own thing and yeah. Well, and so, I also feel that you've had a very, but you've also been very open to other forms. That clearly, I mean, you've also danced mm-hmm. for other people. You've danced for Elsa uh, Monte. Yeah, I started with, well, actually, Elisa's story was kind of funny because I was taking classes at the scholarship student Mm -hmm. and I was dancing a little bit, no, was it dancing? Maybe I was dancing in an ensemble and there was a company audition. I didn't have a credit card, so I couldn't go. So I was taking class at 80 school Mm -hmm. by David Brown, Elisa's husband at Mm -hmm. that point. And David's like, what are you doing? There's an audition happening at the ground. I'm like, well, I'm not American, so I can't take that audition. Mm. And the next day, I was taking class at eight, uh, Graham. Elisa came to see watch. I was like, oh, Elisa Montes here to watch your class. <laughs> so after the class, she goes, would you like to come and work with us? So I said, sure. Mm. So that's how I started to work with Elisa. And... Well, she knew I don't have a green card, and so I'm a student, so I can only dance in New York, and so I understood everything. Mm-hmm. That was the time she was making uh, Pigs and Fishes. Mm. Uh, trading was trio and duet and quintet. It was a very interesting piece. I mean, then became a duet at the 80s, 80 company did the duet. And um, there was something called the White Dragon. I was part of the cast. So. And then when, what happened with the green card? Okay. Because uh, it was such a blockage yeah. for you for so long. But then when you started to work for the Graham Company, you must have had to yeah. have it. Yeah. Do they do the whole application process for you? Mm-hmm. And- I didn't want to owe anything to the Graham. <laughs> 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 I'm very strange, maybe. But you know, I, even with the Graham Company, if, if they come and say, you know, we can support you, I didn't want to owe anything. Mm-hmm. If I ask them to get my green card, I feel like I have to commit myself until the end, right. which I did anyway. Right, but, <laughs> but you want to do it on your own terms. Yeah. yeah. So I talked to my parents, and like, you know, I think if I have a green card, I can dance a little bit, a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not that this is going to become my full life, which it does. Yeah. So right. my father was talking to his friend who knew uh, the owner of this Japanese restaurant called Shinbashi. So when he came into New York, I met with my father's friend and he introduced me to the um, owner of the restaurant and asked, because the, this restaurant was doing a import-export business and then restaurant. Mm-hmm. So I could work, you know, I could get some work visa from them. So I started to work at the restaurant a little bit and then I got my work permit and I went to Japan and I came back, I was in the company. And I, so it, it took a long time. It took about two and a half years. Mm-hmm. The day I 
send application. Right. So during that time, I was in an ensemble. And Martha said to me, um, during, you know, if you wait in green card, it's okay. You dance as much as you could, and your experience is going to be good. So just keep working on it. It's like, okay. <laughs> I have a question. Do it. Now that、um, you're moving into these solo performances that have been happening for a few years, and you're like post company life, how, what is your relationship to like your own physical practice、mm-hmm. and your own body and how it's changed since you were young? And like, how are you dealing with that emotionally and physically?、Um, good question.、Um, I had a one knee injury, and that's when I started gyrotonic mm-hmm.、Uh, exercise. Mm-hmm.、Um, Not that I continue, but、um, so I s- still use that. That time, that time was called,、um, what is that called? This spiral, spiral gymnastics.、Mm-hmm. Now they call that gyrokinesis.、Mm-hmm. They do, you know, sit on a chair and they do, you know, one of those Lot,、yeah. circle circles. This is something similar in Japan. So I put all these elements. To help my body. So I was doing it from like 1995 wow. on. So I do some gyrotonic movement, I do some yoga movement, and I do some Japanese thing. So, so I kind of have what's good for my body. So even I'm in the, I was in the company, that was my warm up. You were cross training, doing other yeah. things. Yeah,、okay. I mean, I, I stopped taking gram classes. That's probably smart. Yes. <laughs> It's brutal. It is brutal. I mean,、yeah. people think, yeah, people think it's too hard, but the ballet is hard. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Gram is hard in a different way, but now with my understanding, I like to take Gram classes、mm-hmm. because it's not painful.、Mm. If you do Gram class right way, it's not painful. There's just, it is, you do come to these techniques like as you. Grow older and you, the approach changes, and then you're like, there are ways for this to be helpful and not、mm-hmm. detrimental. Because when you're young and you're throwing your body into yeah, these things,、yeah. and you're like, I'm going to die, or like my joints are <laughs> compromised. Well, and when you're young, it's so much about showing yeah, and endorphins. And, and,、right. st- and I think as we get older and as performers, there's a, a richer sense of feeling、right. and of an eco- economy、mm-hmm. that you just don't have economy when you're younger because it's, you're, it's just so flash.、Yeah. Are you really diligent about doing things every day and continuing to、mm, move? I、around? don't do that every day, but I still do. I go to my gym.、Mm-hmm. When I have a rehearsal, I go to the gym and do my warm up and I go to rehearsal. If I teach, I mean, today I teach nine o'clock, so I didn't have time to do that. So I keep it easy and I, I said, do this, do that, and so I don't need to move too much.、Mm-hmm. But、um, if I have to show my body to my choreography stuff, I'll try to do that. Right. Yeah. But it's funny because when I don't remember which, I think it was 1995, Yuriko. Had a very interesting、um, approach to the ground technique, which is very organic. And some, some teachers' approach is、uh, shape oriented,、mm-hmm. shoulder to the knee, you know, that kind of thing, rather than because of the contraction, your body moves, therefore, shoulder goes to the knee.、Mm-hmm. So you have a different way to look at it, and it's very organic. 
And I love the way she teach. So she called only a few dancers, two weeks every day, two hours. We rent a studio at the new dance group. At that point, I was 48th Street, and no music. She has this tambourine or something. <laughs> tambourine. Yeah. So, <laughs> I've been in class where that happens yeah. with Graham. Absolutely. Yeah. Or she has something like a, you know, sticks, like sticks and something. Uh-huh. And um, like a little, like a little drum type thing. Yeah. With frequent. Uh-huh. So she'll do one exercise for two hours, or maybe maybe two exercises within two hours. She'll explain really detail wise, and that's why I understand. I was like. That's when I got really know this technique, mm-hmm. and her explanation really resonate my body, and that's when this whole thing started open. Mm-hmm. At that point, I was already thirty five, thirty six. That two weeks was amazing, wow. and we filmed it. It's filmed. Where? Who has access to that? Uh, how can, I think how we can gave one set. I think we gave one set to library. To New York Library. Yeah, we should check. I think we did. I mean, it's that sort of. I want to sit up straight. Well, yeah. I because it's it is the thing with the technique of also yes, learning the contraction, but how to learn the release. Mm. And I f- I feel that that element is so crucial in terms of that they're always maintaining in a dialogue. Mm. And, um, yeah, it was the teachers who could really teach the whole thing uh, were the ones that were the most helpful. And we have a couple, um, Yuriko taught two weeks workshop at the Perry Dance or the Perry Dance and somewhere else. And we, we filmed it also, her classes, two weeks, two hour classes. So I have that in my box. Mm-hmm. So based on that, we made a technique video with that idea behind. But before the contraction release, you need to know how to stand. Yeah. So Yuriko's approach, that point was, you know, her approach changed over the years too, but she always said, look at this ballet dancer's body, how beautiful the shape is. And look at these ground dances. We are like, Ugh. <laughs> and she's like, we have to make everything longer, so the longer to make it space between that, so we can mm-hmm. move. And that made my like drink. I was like, wow, mm-hmm. that's it. So my approach right now to the ground technique is um, think about using doing a floor work standing. Mm-hmm. Then you're not gonna be sitting. You're gonna right. be up on the hip, and you yeah. be, you get up on the bone rather than sitting on the the flesh yeah. or muscle. The, the muscle is like, well, you can call the muscle or the just I call the pancake. <laughs> <laughs> like like yeah. dough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This bread is nice, nicely f- shaped, so you can put this knife underneath. But if it's the dough, it's on that board, you can't put it because it sticks. Yeah, yeah. it's not been baked. You have to bake your body. Yeah, you got it. So you have to be, you know, not uncooked pancake, but a nicely fluffy pancake Mm. you want. So sometimes I I always forget I wanted to bring my spatula. 
And to stick crust. it under people. And, and stick it under to make sure. You should get one of those sure. big pizza paddles. Yes, I should do that. <laughs> so I do feel like my sits bones would be screwed right into the floor. Just a real, just bony land landing in. Yeah. Everywhere else might be okay, but there, at least at my age now, is just going to click yeah. right in. So you're, <laughs> and you're teaching on a lot of, you're at heart school. Heart school and grammar school, that's right. It. But, and then at heart, how many days a week are you there? Two. Two. And do you commute? Mm-hmm. I go there Sunday night uh, because my husband, Stephen, yeah. has an apartment there. He's a director, so so he's my boss when I <laughs> teach there. Did you ever have a time in your career when you were like, I wonder what I'll do after dance? Or were you always like, you know, I'm in dance? When I was 35, I had a big moment that... Um, it kind of like hit my head like wow I didn't do anything else except dancing and mm-hmm. I was just like what should I do now mm-hmm. and I almost actually quit dancing because I thought if I have to go into the different profession I need to start now yeah and that was around 35 and my roommate I always had a roommate in the apartment and she goes no that was your choice. You you couldn't say you only did dancing. You only did dancing. Mm. So you cannot say you didn't do anything else. So that changed my head. Like, yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. This, so I started to look differently. It's like, yeah, that's yeah. This is the first year where I'm really starting to look at that differently. Where in the past, I was like, okay, so now I'm going to go to school and retrain and do a whole other thing and, like, get out of this universe. And now I'm like, I'm not going to get out of it. No. I'm just not. Yeah. Like, and that's okay because this is what I know and it's in my mind and in my body. And in whatever capacity I do continue to live, I think dance will probably be... Yeah. The focus. Well, as Martha said, it's not a choice. You're caught. I mean, it's I. I really I felt in the in the things that I do. It has also felt not a choice in that mm-hmm. way. It's you're caught. It's this. It's this sense of this is. I, uh, this is it. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I'm you, not sure. Sh- no, no, please. But I'm not sure. Like um, when you are students or when you were just dancing before you started to go to school. Did you enjoy? School? No. Or dancing? Dancing. <laughs> Sometimes, a lot of times not. Really? Yes. I love a lot of things about being a dancer. Being in the studio with dancers, a lot of process kind of things. But performing dance, I... I had a lot of like conflicting feelings because occasionally I would enjoy it. And a lot of times I would see people perform where I'd be like, that's what dancing should feel like on stage. Or I'm projecting into them Mm -hmm. what I think it's supposed to be. And I could never feel that or very rarely. And so I thought I'm not supposed to be a performer in dance. Mm -hmm. And only like once I let go of being in dance companies, have I managed to access those feelings as a performer more in like performing with Jack or performing I did find that some with Lar Mm -hmm. and in other things but when I feel I have more freedom in terms of 
schedule and in terms of the people in the room and in terms of having some kind of control, then I, I can enjoy it more. Mm-hmm. But I, I struggled a lot being in dance companies in terms of trying to enjoy dancing. Was it because of the uh, modern dance company or the ballet company? Because I think you were in a ballet company, right? Yeah. I think so like was it different? Company structure didn't work well for me. Because <laughs> I, I, yeah, yeah. I really was always like, you can't tell me what to do. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. That's interesting. But I, I really do love dance. Mm-hmm. And so that's, really been the, that's been the conflict. Yeah. But I, sometimes well, I like performing. Let it happen. Yeah, that's what's happening now. We have a good time. You like performing with me, but yeah. I also really knew that you were going to do what you wanted to do. And it's a very different relationship, clearly, because we're friends. And I I met Reed when I was 17. Yeah. So it's... I mean, I you like... You knew each other from 17? We went to high school. Yeah, we went to yeah. the same high school. Yeah. yeah. Wait, you from Interlochen. Wisconsin too? Oh, no, Inter- we went to Interlochen. Oh, wow. Yeah. We interviewed Peter Sparling, Sparling, who went to Interlochen yeah. as well. Well, Janet's father and was Janet, president. Janet went to Interlochen. I knew that Janet went to Interlochen. I didn't know I didn't her, know her father was president. Well, Janet president. and Pe- uh, Peter, I think, went to Interlochen together. together yeah. And Julia together. Yeah. But Janet's father was the uh, the president, president of Interlochen. Of Interlochen. Wow. Oh, wow. Pedigree. Wow. But anyway, know. oh okay. Yeah, but like you know. In my experience performing with you and something like Ryan's piece, th- those are environments where I'm like, oh, like this is about something else. This is not a yeah, and yeah. it feels more interesting. Like there's more of a dialogue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that was a completely different experience for yeah. me too. Yeah, but being in the company was interesting for me because I don't know the difference between the company has this structure of the chorus principle kind of. Mm-hmm. Or the modern dance companies usually doesn't have that mm-hmm. structure, so they dance everybody together mm-hmm. or just do to it, do it. And so when we are in the company, we like, you know, we're just excited to dance with them together, and then also, you know, eventually I like to do that part. And when so when you just kind of like <coughs> look at how these dance, the other dancer perform these parts. So we sometimes we are not welcome to watch other. Principle principal because rehearsal. it's so in, intense and, and intimate, certain pieces are. But I just wanted to watch. So it, when I don't have a rehearsal, I said, Can I come and watch? So I just sit and, and watch. So, you know, that's how I learned a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but that way, I, was, I kept my interest going. So, wow, that's, it's, it's almost like a theater. I love theater. I was a children actor actor in Japan? in Japan so I loved the acting um, I think that's why I loved Martha's work same I was a child yeah. actor so when I started when Lisa started giving that technique when I was 13 it was like, oh, oh, the drama this, yes. I mean extreme drama yeah. that felt it felt the closest to a contemporary Greek tragedy. It felt yeah. if there was a way to access the force of Euripides that I was gonna find it there. Graham is definitely That's for funny. actresses and actors. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, I have a problem with that. I think Graham is just like ballet. Ballet could be for everybody. Mm. And I think Graham could be everybody because if he doesn't strain you, like a, if he doesn't uh, hurt you. Hurt you. Yeah. And it shouldn't hurt you. Mm-hmm. 
That's my approach. Yeah, you just if get it, your telephone book, everybody. Yes, get up. And get up. <laughs> but if you if you take class, it's painful. Then who wants to continue? Exactly. This so, is I learned that in my ballet career too. There was a time where I was like I was always so aware of my limitations, until I had a really good teacher at a company called Ballet Met who like mm-hmm. made me understand that it. My limitations weren't, they were only sort of in my mind because there was a different way of approaching my body, which was more realistic. And then I was like, oh yeah, this is my skeleton. This is how I should work inside of my own capacities. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I still, doing ballet somehow really made me constantly aware of my limitations, which Mm -hmm. is different from, I think, like your experience in Graham, where I think you saw it and your body understood it. And then you could see yourself doing like the principal roles, and so you would go watch and be like, "That can be me." Mm-hmm. And I don't know that I didn't do. Whereas that. when you watched, you didn't think I can do theme variations. I didn't watch semen variations last night and think like I could do that. Right. I was like, "Wow, that seems like that's a nightmare." Right. <laughs> yeah, but I think because it, I, th- I mean, as we are talking about acting, because we can really relate to those roles. Maybe I wasn't. I wasn't thinking about if I dance this piece, I would do that way or this way. I never thought about it, but mm-hmm. I was just like, "Wow, what is this piece is about, and who, what, what is she thinking, or what is it to feel?" I mean, that's what that was. What my interest to watch. Well, and in that way, I think that is the that shift of where so much of there's so much of Graham's work that is emotionally inspired into the movement and Mm -hmm. and where that physical vocabulary comes from. Whereas the ballet with a, it's a a more uh, story. It's just, it's an older technique. And so where, if we were to think of Balanchine and where he is using it from, it was far more abstract though. Obviously Martha used abstraction a lot as well. But it would be, it was abstract, but with a, with a pretty clear emotional thing leading it. Mm-hmm. Whereas yeah. I think that's semi different. And now, what are you working on now? Now you have, there's now a lot I, coming I up. There's I know, so I, much coming I'm up. I'm doing too much, but, um, <laughs> right? Well, I have to do it. I just have to do it. Yeah, that's to, really what it that's, is. Yeah. I mean, there's no, you don't have a choice. I feel Reed and I have been talking about yes. this for a bit where we have a lot to do and. You just have to do it. You have to do yeah, it. Yeah, I just have to do it, and uh, before it gets too late, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. You never know. Yeah. Well, I'm doing for yesterday. Um, New View Festival number two. It was beautiful. I wish you were there because that was beautifully done. I mean, I didn't dance. I just curate, and yeah. uh, the artist came, and I. My focus was duet for this season and I had six duets and one group piece and it was beautifully done by Adam Barak, Lynn mm, Bateman, yeah. um, Manuel Bignon, Bignon, Bignon yeah. uh, Tsai Shi Hung, she's from Taiwan, mm-hmm. she has a company called QBC mm-hmm. and I saw her work at the Perry Dance during the APAP and it was very eye-catching, a very interesting piece, I don't know what it is but so I asked her, <laughs> and that was a beautiful duet. And um, Jackie Jacqueline Bolness mm-hmm. from she, Limon. Limon. Mm-hmm. She used to dance with Graham. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, she started to 
choreograph um, a couple years ago. So I asked her to do a piece from her repertory, and then Paul Taylor duet. This was gorgeous duet called a duet duet from Lento, from nineteen sixties. Beautiful duet, and we they revived it. So they did, and then I had a group piece by Dolly's Fire. And, uh, Dallas? Dolly. D-O-L-L-Y. Dolly. Yeah, my pronunciation is not what It's the same. Dolly. Yes. And then Dolly Parton also did a little piece, you know? Just, <laughs> she, just, she's also looking to expand. Yeah. <laughs> so that was so just yesterday? Yesterday, just one performance. Just one wow. performance. Yeah. Wow. That's and sad. then, it is sad, but in a sense, it's... It, well, there's so much stress for my side. Right, so right. I was like, I cannot deal with it. Yeah. Done. Yes, done. Check, check, yes. check mark yeah. that off. My idea is on this festival is um, when you come into the company, chorus always principal. Mm. So we learn from watching, mm. you know, mature dancers or older dancers. I shouldn't call that, but um, so, but that's not happening anymore in dance field. I mean, unless you go to the big companies. Mm-hmm. So I thought, like young choreographers, young artists, and mid-career and established career artists. So we can have a performance with those three different Mm -hmm. stages of Mm artists. So they can learn by each other. Mm -hmm. And we learn by young people, like what they're thinking, what their choice of music, or that's one thing. And the other thing is so they can watch how to deal with the uh, stage people, stage staff. Mm -hmm. Right, with the production. Yeah, how do you ask for the lights mm-hmm. jack's really good with theater people yeah you are i'm pretty good but i've also made 17 full length works so you always know their names you're always like very yeah well i mean it that's so important i i remember as uh that when i was a young actor it felt it it's those are the people who are going to make you look good mm-hmm. yeah. be nice to them costume lighting yeah. backstage yeah. i mean but you don't know if you don't know, and you might be like, "Oh, I don't want this." You know, you right. you could be that person. Oh yeah, I'm not into being a diva. Yeah, but, I mean you are. I will, but she didn't yeah. get a coffee. <laughs> you know, maybe when I'm like, "Hello, I'd like an oat milk cappuccino, please. Thank you. I'm having a terrible day. Please, please hold my hand while I hold your face." You know, like something like, yeah. "Sure." If I get on the subway and I'm like, "Excuse me, excuse me, can you move over? I have to sit down. I have arthritis and bone spurs in my first MP joint." No. Uh, um, yes. So that's why I, I started this, so we can actually have like you know young artist. I mean, having uh, this young artist work next to Paul Taylor mm-hmm. in the same program that's mm-hmm. pretty amazing for me. Mm-hmm. So uh, that was nice. And then Stephen Hit from LaGuardia Performing Arts Center he really support me mm-hmm. about this idea. So she's just okay. You curate, you do it. We help you. That's great. And then what's next? Mm-hmm. Tomorrow, I have two guests from Japan arrived today. And I again, I can't thank you enough for making time to come and to do this. No, I mean, pleasure. I looked at your schedule and I thought, I looked at your schedule, I looked at Reed's schedule, I looked at my schedule, and I thought, how are we going to do it? And then we just have to, we have yeah. to. So they so they just came in from Japan. This what are you morning, do? right? And I'm taking them to Hartford. Mm-hmm. And Sunday, which is what is this tomorrow? Sunday. Sunday, mm-hmm. I'm doing a sh- open showing for my five solos, and masterclass by my immediate teacher from Japan, one of the guests, 
and lecture demo, uh, lecture by Norton Owen from Norton. Jacob's Pillow. Mm. Oh yeah, the he's library. A, yeah, he's, oh, he's incredible. He's yes. incredible. So yeah. he's going to talk about about Denishan into the early modern dance yeah. era. Mm-hmm. And the other guest of uh, from Japan, she's the dance historian scholar from Japan. Wow. What is her name? Yasuko Kataoka. And so she's going to give a lecture also. So he, Norton and Yasko is going to be giving a lecture. So that's going to be done. These Hartford students are so lucky. I hope they sign up the... <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. And then, and what yeah. are, and your five and that, solos, who is it? Who are the choreographers for that? Martha Graham, Doris Humphrey, Seiko Takata, huh. Konami Ishii, and Yuriko. Wow. Seiko Takata is my teacher, um, Nanako Yamada, who's here. She's going to give a master class. Mm. Her teacher... And I remember taking her class to like maybe two or three times. So my grand teacher, wow. Konami is Yuriko's teacher when she was wow. in Japan. So that makes my, my entire uh, dance career kind of... Which, so, which Martha solo? Lamentation. Oh. Do, do you sweat at all during the show? Or are you keeping, yes. keeping the sweats in? Martha's not here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I'm doing uh, two ecstatic themes of Doris Humphrey. Uh-huh. Martha's Lamentation, 1930. Two ecstatic themes, 1931. My dance teacher's work called Mother, which was 1938. And Konami's work is from 1930. So it's all 1930. And what about Yuriko's? 1963. And which piece is that? That Cry. Yeah. That's one of the hardest pieces I've ever done. Yeah. And I'm doing it in my age. I'm like... Uh, but you should t- I we, I want you to talk to the library in New York and do this performance in their space downstairs. They would love this. Could it would I it work on that to stage? Them, though, but it's not no it's not, not, not on that stage. They have a room where you can do performances. They do. Yeah, a big room. Mm. Like a gallery space. I didn't know. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure that Anyways, you should definitely... So these are the five women that I'm dancing. I had a brief moment where I thought I was going to take this and it was going to be you in each of these. Yeah. But it's just it's just you there. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's an incredible show. Yeah, It's going to be like early modern... And it it's... I, I mean, I get so passionate about this whole era because they have to travel by boat. <laughs> they... It, because 1923, 1922, 1923, the Seiko and her husband traveled to Europe and New York, mm. and they performed in New York. Wow. And oh, so this, and this is going to happen, but this is happening in New York. Also, yes. Ladies, gentlemen, and other, this is going to be happening Friday, May 10th at, at LaGuardia Performing Arts Center, the Little Theater, uh, uh, which is in Long Island City. Please, I will be up at Bard in my uh, in our, our our final two weeks of relentless boards where we I'll be in France and we will be in Bordeaux. Right, here. But ladies and other, I want you to go see it. I wish I was going to go see it. Mickey, and I you wish always it wasn't come to support one. dance and us and I'm so inspired. I've got. I well, I have I have seen you perform a lot with the Graham Company. I have seen that. That's for, and also Buglisi Foreman. Mm. And but uh, I remember when I came to say thank you very much for the performance at the New York Live Arts. Oh, for when you saw everything's imaginable. The first time uh, I said hello. Uh-huh. I never talked to you before. No. I mean. So I mean, I might have met you at that party, but I might. No, I mean, it was also. in the lobby. Yeah. And and you were like, 
oh, thank you. And then I went back to talk to Lloyd, and Lloyd is like, did you talk to Jack? I was like, no, I just said thank you very much. It's like, you should talk to him. I was like, okay. So I said, that's why I came back to say it was really nice to see yeah, the performance. Bet, bet, and right. you're like, you're like, okay. Who are you? Kind and of. And I said, but wait, and who and are you? And what is like, your name? Yeah, I said, it's Mihiro Hara. And I said, oh, this is a really big deal for me. <laughs> no, it's not a big deal. But I'm like, um, Mickey, I have a big deal. I, I, so I am. I don't talk about Graham a lot on this podcast. Graham, That's a lie. It is. Um, yeah. Well, Graham really, I mean, <laughs> you know. But did you take class at the Graham school? When I was in 63rd. Yeah. I mean, when, I have when was that? Which 1990. Year? Okay, I graduated. I, I hate saying this on this podcast. It's okay. People know I'm 1997. 1990s. No, I graduated in 97 that summer. Right? Yeah, you graduated in 1997. Right. So, but that means that I came to New York in January 98. And I began that winter, that around then in January 98. And we were still at the 63rd? Yeah, you're still at the 63rd. Oh, that's so true. That was that year I was doing King and I. You were in the King yeah. and I? On yes, Broadway? she was on and Broadway. And that's why I didn't see you there. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I wasn't, at the, mm-hmm. I wasn't at the school. I have a piece of bark from the tree in the back that the fence grew back, grew uh, through. I have Our, a chair. Good. We all, I mean, you had to. <laughs> that's good. You've got, well, you deserve to have a chair. And I really just deserve to have a piece of bark. A piece of bark. <laughs> but I, because I remember going in the back and touching the tree and, you know, yeah, I felt so... Yes, I would. I would read Blood Memory every day. I'd, I'd open the book and scan through it, and then read a few pages to inspire me for that day. And I used to do that, like start with like sixteen bounces in the morning. Like I would start with a whole thing in whatever apartment I was in, just to warm myself up. And you still do that in my apartment? Yeah. No, no. Do no. I still? No. no, no. <laughs> Can you imagine? Mm. Um, though sometimes actually I will, if it, my warm up is, is a real willy nilly, it's, it's pretty willy nilly, but I will, I will sometimes do some parts of it for sure. Wow. But that she, she was my, she was the, the goddess. She was yeah. the person leading me through to New York. And mm-hmm. I was, it was, the foundation of where I was beginning to build my work from. It took so long for me to figure out how to make, not figure out, but how to feel the ability to make something outside of that vocabulary. Mm-hmm. I mean, I still have knee vibrations in all of my. I just taught knee vibration today. <laughs> Old way and new way. Oh. I mean, originally it was this way, and then now we are doing this way. But, you know, I wanted to let them know. To let them so know. I, I, teach those Between but I must say there was I think that the question that you asked earlier a lot of people think that Martha was nasty um, very hard on people I th- I think she was in a sense but I'm I'm from Japan mm. I had <laughs> I, I know you're laughing but <clears throat> well I'm from Japan <laughs> I, I had a one teacher I'm not gonna say the name as a child, I remember taking class and uh, things will fly in the studio. Uh-huh. So, and the way she talked, when she gets really excited, she she's very scary. So I'm coming from that, Martha was nothing. What kind of things yeah. would she yeah. throw? 
ashtray or yeah, <laughs> <laughs> an ashtray. That's so, really old school, so, honey. So yeah, so it's something around this, and she gets whatever she can grab, she'll throw it. At it. Wow. You know, I I kind of had that experience. So Martha never did anything like that. So I thought. Yeah. Pretty nice. I, yeah. yeah, but you know, I thought she was like she was demanding. She yes. wanted one thing, and yeah. that's why she was going for it. And people might say that might be nasty, but that's the way she wants you to be. Come back with this feeling, or maybe she used that to provoke provoke something. Yeah, but she had a very nice. I mean, she had a very different relationship to each one of us. That's true. And my relationship was like grandmother. Oh. We used to sit in a bench in the 63rd Street in front of the reception. We are sitting together and she's waiting for the car to go home. So she feels like, you know, she looks like a sad woman. So I just go next, <laughs> next and sit together and it's like a hello, you know. And she said, how is your mother doing? She knew my mother was a little sick, and she was like, "How are you doing? How is your mother?" I was like, "That's good. She's getting better." I was like, "Good. Did you call her?" I'm like, "No." <laughs> She's like, "You should call her once a week at least." I'm like, "Okay." And she said, "Mickey, did you read?" Oh no, no. She said, "Do you know Lady Murasaki?" And I'm like, "Lady Murasaki, who's this?" I'm like, "Oh, Murasaki Shikibu. That's the name of the." Japanese author, and she's very famous because she's the first one who wrote the novel. And oh. she, mother goes, you should read her book. You are Japanese, you should read the book. <laughs> so I said, yeah, okay. 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 <laughs> and I started to read the book. That is so hard. It's such an old Japanese, <laughs> like Japanese is very old, not, not like a conversation mm. Japanese. Mm. So it's so old and it's like, okay, never get to this. <laughs> I didn't finish yet. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. And then when I saw Martha, and she said, did you read the book? And I said, no. yes, it was really great. <laughs> Had a great time. Thanks. Yeah. Wait, did you ever see her eat? Mm. Did she eat in the studio? No, not in the studio. Oh. She was, there's a, there was a little kitchen in the room, in the hot room. So she sometimes eat in that little. What would she eat? Soup. Uh, she uh, yogurt and she loved champagne, so she. Yes, yes, honey. I remember it was like a yogurt and champagne. No, but the paper cut. I'm headed there the, in two weeks. The wrong coming with the paper. Yeah. Uh, Bag. No paper uh, cup. Okay. And uh, but you can smell it's a champagne. Yeah. Wow. You, know, you are not supposed to give her champagne, but. He was an enabler. Yes, yeah, he was. Well, they said, you know, if there was ever a mug of anything, it it was yeah. some kind of alcohol. Wow. I, mean, that was, yeah. uh, I think it was a champagne. She liked champagne. She was a champagne queen. There you go. I mean, she was vegetarian. Bubbles. Was she? She was. She she believed that everything exerts that it has its will for life, including fish. There you go. Yogurt and champagne. So, so you want to figure out how to be on that diet yeah. and and live for a very long time. Very yeah. yogurt and champagne. And one little thing I want to mention is the. Uh, so we were sitting together and waiting for the car, and, and she goes, "I'd like to go to Japan before I die," and I'm like, uh, "I don't know what to say," and I don't want her to die. <laughs> but I want her to go to Japan. I mean, because that'd be nice 
for her to go back to Japan. I can't believe she hadn't been yet. Well, she's been there for 1950s. I think it was right. 56 or something. But after that, it's been a long time. Right. So, uh, and also, I think 70s. But that point was 90. I mean, se- that was 89. So, so that was, I think it was 89 or. So she said that. I was just like, oh my God.、Uh, we are planning to go to Japan. The tour to Asia was actually happening. And I'm like, if, if, if she goes, she might die. And this is not going to be. <laughs> so I was like panicking. I was like, what? I don't know what to say. And I'm like,、uh, I don't remember what I said to her. But I said, we are going to Japan. But you're not going to die. <laughs> And,、um, <laughs> and I don't、are. remember after that. I was like, I was so shocked she said that to me. And then actually, we went there. We had towards Japan.、Uh, we went to, I don't know the order, but the end was Taiwan? No, where is this? Oh, in Taiwan, she gave a huge party. She was there. Yeah, she came. She did come. She did go she, to Japan. Yeah, we went to Japan, Korea.、Uh, Taiwan and Hong Kong. And I think Hong Kong was the last stop. And then she went to Hawaii after that. And she came back to New York. And she was in the studio a few times. And she passed. Wow. They、so、killed her. her. <laughs> Actually, did. That Asia tour killed her. <laughs> it did. Because it was cold. Korea was cold. It was November. It was cold. We almost didn't perform because the theater was too cold to perform. Right of spring, we didn't have anything, and it was like sh- we are like standing like this.、So、didn't have to work on contracting in that one, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so、um, then after that, we went to Taiwan, was hot, so hot and cold. It really, even、Confusing. us, we were like that. So she gave us a big party in Taiwan, and I have a couple pictures from that. And then we went to Hong Kong, and we, we had the Thanksgiving, <laughs> and we had dinner, and then we came back to New York. Wow,、yeah. that's hard. So I was just like, she's not gonna die. Well, we are going to Japan. You're not gonna die. I really <laughs> wish. I, I, when you're like wondering what you said, you might have said that, Mickey.、You、Maybe. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I was so shocked. You're not gonna die.、Yeah. You'll die when we get back. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you have to, I have to, you have to take a photo of the photos from that party with her and send yeah, them to I, me. I have that I one. Have to, I have to see that. And that party was amazing, and all the stuff, dancers all came. And、uh, the her nurse, there w a s two nurses, and she'll go and say, come and talk to her, each one of us. So we,、wow. we went to talk to her, like next to Julie. She's in a wheelchair. No, she was on、no. the walking, the sitting down. Oh, wow.、Yeah. Was she walking with a stick or just walking?、Um, she had a people on the side. She had、oh, sure. some assistance. Human sticks. Yeah. <laughs> Human sticks. <laughs> yeah. Hold like, me up. She likes men. I'm there right now. <laughs> she always likes men. She always loves yeah, men. Yeah, like we go and say,、like, Martha, do you need help? She goes, no. And then the guy's going, Do you need help? Yes. Yes. Go, okay. Yes. Yep. Exactly. Hey, Just like me now. It's really, it, that, that's really, that is really true. Yeah. That's、wow. I was thinking of this thing too with her. I just can't remember what it is now.、Um, damn. I have to see those photos. I have to see、yeah, those photos from, those, from, those, from that party. We'll, we'll post、yeah. it for our listeners.、Um, listeners, you need to see、uh, Resonance 3. 
Renaissance three. I really, I really have, and um, which I just gave you the dates for and everything, and I'll also we'll also be posting about it. Um, and and anything else coming up after this, Nikki? So I have the master class and lecture right um, day after at the Ryu Dance Center at one o'clock, and yes. that's that's free event and open for anybody. That is on Saturday, May eleventh. Yeah. At the Ryu Dance Center. One p.m. And At then after that, I'm taking this to San Francisco in Vancouver. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And going on the road. Yeah. A tour. Yeah. And yeah. then come back to New York and Stephen and I, we are dancing at Limon Company. <laughs> At wow. the Joyce. Are you performing Limon Rep? No, it's actually a director of the Limon Company. Colin? Colin. Mm-hmm. He made he, a duet for you. No, this is the piece he had, like, old couple and three couples reflecting who we are, I think. <laughs> wow. I, I'm, actually, I'm not dancing that much in that piece. I'm, I'm more like walking around and do, do some movement, but dancers are dancing, like sweating, dancing. You're the mature kind of observers. Pretty much. Yes. But the, Steven's dancing. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, and Steven, yeah. I heard, was just the best partnering teacher. Didn't he teach partnering at Juilliard? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 He's pretty good. P- pretty good. <laughs> He's okay. Sounds, yeah. It sounds sounds like, like a wife. Well, it sounds like long-term <laughs> partnership. Yeah. It was really... Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty no, good. I'm pretty good. Well, I met him at yeah. the Bagalizi Foreman, and we, we didn't dance in the beginning together, but after I started dancing together, I remember, I was like, wow, he's good with the partnering, yeah. and... But I felt so bad because I'm so small and he's tall, mm-hmm. so he has to plie more. Yeah, it's harder. So he goes, don't jump and don't plie. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. If I plie, he has to go lower. Right. So that would help. Yeah, thigh buster. Yeah. Well, that's what they say about you. You're a thigh buster. <laughs> <laughs> that thigh is buster. not She true. used to be Martha Graham Cracker, and now... <laughs> thigh buster. <laughs> She's making thigh buster. That is not what they say. Yuriko is the oh. under-muscle... Yes, the under muscle. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Well, oh. I'm so ex- I I really wish I was getting to this program. I am excited yeah. for you to do this program and for you to get to do this tour and um again, I can't thank you enough for coming and being on this podcast. Thank you. And thank you for bringing your beautifully cooked pancakes. <laughs> your brioche. I, I, didn't, I didn't cook it. But but the per- no, but your beautifully cooked pancakes. Oh, on my pancakes. Yes. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, another we loves you and more soon. Bye bye. <laughs>